Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? This is Jake Lang, class of 2000, Franklin High School. Southeast Portland in the building, son. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to High School Reunion, the podcast. This is the podcast that lets you catch up with old friends, flings, and even foes. Now here's your MC for the event, Adam Brumfield. All right, folks, here we go again. Another episode of High School Reunion, the podcast. If you want to be on a future episode with me and share what has been going on with you since high school and what high school was like for you, I am looking to talk to more people, all graduating classes, and really all high schools. So uh, get in touch with me. You can email me, hsrthepod at gmail.com, or follow me on social media, HSR the pod, pretty much Twitter and Facebook so far. So uh, another good one. Uh, took us a minute to link up, but here we are. Yes, so uh, shout out Jake Lang. How's it going, man? You know, it's going. I'm hanging in there. What yeah. about you? Can't complain. Can't complain. It's uh, another day. You know, life is good, though. Everything is good right now. Yeah, it's just it, it's busy. I mean, I work two jobs. I coach basketball, you know, so. And trying to squeeze in times, the random stuff has been popping up. That's why another reason why we're just now doing this after yeah. talking about it for a couple of weeks, you know. So, hey, better staying busy than not busy. So, hey, that's it. true. You that's know? true. It, it, it's trouble. weird because because when I was younger, I was a polar opposite. Like I didn't mind being bored. I could sit around or whatever. Now I got to have something to do, or my mind yeah. kind of like you know. <clears throat> Well, we'll jump into all that. Um, I think good. those that have been following you, you know, know a little bit about what you've been up to and what you're doing. So we'll cover yeah. some more of that as we as we For dive sure. into this. But um, let's kind of dive into the purpose of the podcast. And I think what everybody is, you know, wanting to figure out and learn about you and know what's been going on since high school. So start with the age old question I ask everybody to get things rolling is uh, what was high school like for you? You know, that's such a great question because I've heard you ask everybody and I just like you know, the hamster wheels rolling. So I, <laughs> um, it really was just like a carefree time, honestly, like um, just trying to figure out who I was and where I was going in life and what I really wanted to do. And right. um, I still don't know, you know, I consider <laughs> join the club, a, join the club. Right. Right. It's, it's, you know, I stayed a Toys R Us kid basically, you know, so I don't blame you. I know. Right. Um I'm still, you know, it's crazy. All these years have gone by and I'm still like the same person. I still like to be fun loving and crack jokes and things like that. So, and I was like that in school. Um, I'd be the class clown and I'd get in trouble for it. Not to the extent where like I was getting sent home, but they're like, yo, you got to chill. You know, that was funny, but we got to be, you know. So. Pull it back a little bit. Pull it right, back a little right, bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is ironic because one of so my job, like I'm working with kids, my main job now. So I'm what's called a peer educator. Okay. And I mainly work with like behavioral and social emotional kids. You know, a lot of them come from like group homes and foster homes and troubled troubled backgrounds and stuff, right? So I find myself like, yo, reel it in a little bit, and I'm like who is this guy saying this you know yeah yeah because you you can't help but like i don't want to say you see a little bit of yourself in them but you 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 can relate right like when they're they're acting out a little bit or anything like that so like you you can kind of see like oh 
this kid is doing the same thing I was. <laughs> like, exactly. 16, 17 years exactly. old. Yeah. So maybe slightly worse, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to go there, but I get what you're saying. Um, no that's that's awesome though i've been there since about 2015 so this is year seven for me you know i I enjoy it you know we we all have our niche and i feel like that's that's mine you know yeah and i randomly fell into that job too it's crazy i didn't like go out and pursue it so are you just working for the school district or do you work for a specific school I'm working for a school district. Uh, it's not PPS. Okay. I've coached through PPS the past few years or whatever, but um, the district I work with specializes in like special needs. So okay, okay, and 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 those type of kids are still deemed special needs. Right, right. Yeah, I had a um, a friend of my mom's was doing like transportation for them, and right, um, right. yeah, she was doing it to a point where she literally was like going and getting kids out of almost like JDH type situations. Oh, like right. she had to have like a specialized, it was like an old retired cop car. So she would have to get yeah. kids out of the back and they like go into the back of her car. They had like the bars and stuff. Still. Yeah. 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 Like, I was just going to say that. Like, like That's crazy. But I, hey, you know, I mean, we- if they're trying to help them, they're trying to help them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I was going to bring that up to, um, so it's kind of cool that you you threw that out there. We did have a kid for a while that um, had a cage because he would do stuff where he would try to like, <laughs> I don't want to be gross, but like he would try to fling his own poop and yeah, stuff like that. So yeah. it's like, well, yeah, he should probably have a shield there, you know? Yeah, so. but I mean, shout out to the school system for yeah, recognizing for sure, that. that there's still a chance, right? Like everybody deserves yeah. to see if there's a chance to rehabilitate them and kind of get them on the right path and figure out Absolutely. how can Absolutely. we, how can we help them? How can we correct it and, and see what we can do for them? So that's awesome. Yeah, you, that's awesome for you to be involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. And and it's really like a joy, you know? So yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Kind of like in that situation, how you're, you know, trying to kind of mentor and guide, these kids, was there anybody for you, like in, you know, back in the Franklin days that kind of helped you or you look, you look at, look back at today and be like, you know, like I actually got a lot out of that person's class or what that person was saying. Um, yes and no. I I mean, I had my favorite staff that I, I definitely look forward to, um, going to, I, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, th- there's still some, um, staff at Franklin. Cause I, I do some coaching at Franklin still mm-hmm. that I, I see. And, uh, you know, coach Mac obviously was one of them. Uh, one of my favorite staff of all time is, is Mr. Holty. Um, okay, yeah. I don't know if he's listening or I know he's still there. I had a conversation with him not too long ago, but, uh, him, there's a guy that kind of flies under the radar. I don't know if you ever had him, but Mr. Kiter, you remember him? I remember him. I never had a, a chance to have him. He's been, uh, that was, he was the second person to, you were the second person to mention him. So he, he was subtly hilarious. And what I mean by that is like you, he, he would crack a joke and he would stay like stone faced. You, you didn't know one time, uh, uh, Brandon Barlow was in my, uh, you remember Brandon? Uh, huh. yeah. So, so he was in my, um, woodshop class I, I can't remember what he did, but Kiter's like, hey, and we all like get silent. And he, he says, Brandon, get up right now. 
I want you to run some laps. And we're like, what? <laughs> and Brandon's looking at him and he's like, I'm serious. Brandon, I, I kid you not. True story. He started running laps around the wood shop and we're just cracking up. We're like, you believed in and Kyder's over there laughing so hard. He's crying. Brandon <laughs> actually, it was kind of funny. So like stuff like that stuck with me. I'm like, that was pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, it's the little things like that, right? Like, I, right. um, I think everybody has some sort of, you know, story or, or something that they can take away from those moments in high school and, and little things like that, that, that they can look back on. I know some of the people that I've been talking to so far, it opens up those floodgates of memories. Like, you know, it really um, does. I've got a couple more coming up in the future and I I can't help but like think back to, you know, one of them is, is Michael Carey. And it's like, yeah, I, I love that guy. I, I couldn't yeah. help but like think back to like the first time we met and just little things like that. And then, you know, some of the ones that I've done already, it's like, you know, I didn't know some of these people until I got to high school. And then, so it was kind of like thinking back to just these like memories and yeah. things. And I think that's one of the cool sure. things about this kind of this project that I was doing. It was like, this really gives people an opportunity to kind of look back, right. Look back at high school and just kind of yeah. see what things yeah, was like exactly. and open up that kind of those memory gates and, yeah. and kind of take that trip down memory lane. So that's awesome. I thought it was dope. Uh, Adam. Was I appreciate that. you doing it actually. Um, shout out to Mike Carey too. I've known him since third grade. That's my guy. <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, we'll be, we'll, he'll, his will be coming uh, coming up here real soon, though. But for sure, um, for sure. yeah. So overall, like, I mean, high school was a pretty good experience for you, though. Like, did you yeah. you enjoyed the your time in high school? Was there you know your bumps and bruises along the way? I, I really did, and, and honestly, no, because I like I was focused on like, um just kind of like being who I was and, and hanging out with my friends. And, you know, it, it helped that my dad was six foot four and, you know, he was a giant when I was a kid, he, he was hard on me, but not in a way to where like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I knew if I messed ar- Yeah. Yeah. I knew if I messed around, I'd have a six foot four guy waiting for me at the crib, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, now it's, it, it's funny because I'm bigger than he is. I'm, I, I'm about six, two and I'm like two sixty. So, you can kind of think how weird that worked out. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But yeah, like, no, I, I was always on my straight and narrow. I try, I've always been the type of person and it's not because like I'm fake, but like I, I, I want everybody to get along. So I tried to get along with everybody as many people as I could, you know? Um, yeah. I feel like I remember you in the halls. Like you yeah. pretty much would talk to everybody. Like there wasn't a person that you didn't get along with. Like it was, right. you know, yeah, it was pretty easy going and just, you know. that's how i that's how i am now the, the crazy part is like all these friends from school and stuff my girlfriend's like how do you know all these people and i'm like i went to school with them since like 93 yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying so like she's like oh that makes sense it's like yeah you know so i have so, to ask you where'd you go to middle school i went to kellogg i was You're the kellogg kid too okay yeah, kellogg yeah. is the dominant school right now so i, I lived a, literally a block and a half away so okay where the motel is on 69th. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. If you walk a block and a half down to center, I lived on center. So, okay. Okay. Do you still kind of stay in the area of Southeast Portland or have you gotten no, out of there? No, I, I'm still in Portland. Um, I'm by the Glenavere golf course. The school I work at is about in that area. Okay. So, um, 
No, I mean, I go to that side a lot. Like I said, I coach, I, I'm going to be doing baseball this, this spring again there. So, um, I, I have a neighborhood friend that's still lives on that street and stuff like that. So I'm still in the hood, but what is, what has that been like? And I guess this just kind of leads into that a little bit too, kind of the yeah. after high school time, yeah. you know, you've stayed, I think through seeing your posts and stuff with Facebook and things like that, you've kind of stayed associated with Franklin and you've mentioned, you know, coaching them. Uh-huh. How did that kind of all start for you? How did you kind of fall into Hey, I still want to do things within the school. What can I do? Like, how did that work for you? Um, so I was literally bored one day. And I, I rented a room from somebody that lives on, I don't know if they still live there anymore, but 72nd and division. So there, there used to be like a old uh, retirement home across, mm-hmm. across the way there. Um, and my daughter doesn't live with me. So I'm like, I got all this time, right? I go, I want to get into coaching hoops. So it started there. And um, I contacted Coach Aker after he came back and um, set me up uh, coaching youth basketball at first. And, you know, I, I did a few years of that. And then I ended up getting fast-tracked, actually, to uh, the girl side of things, basketball-wise. And, you know, to it, it always meant a lot to me. Um, my entire family, except for like four or five cousins all went to Franklin on my mom and my dad's side. Oh, okay. So it, 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 to me, like, that's why it means so much, you know? Um, so I know it wasn't ideal, but I wanted to do all my coaching at Franklin, you know, Franklin kid, Franklin kid. I played basketball there, you know, got the generations there. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that was special, but you know, and so that just kind of led into that. Then just what, what were you doing? Like you like, like fourth, fifth, sixth grade type stuff. Like is it that- was, uh, I started with seventh grade, seventh grade? Okay. Um, worked up to eighth grade and literally the following year after that. So this was 2017, 2018. I was eighth grade, 2019. I was on the high school level, you know? Um, so it was and how's that, that been for you? Yeah. You, you, Put them to work, uh, making them run lines. What are you uh, doing? <laughs> when I was a head coach, yeah, I'm an assistant coach now. So the good part of that is I'm able to build a better relationship with players being an assistant coach where, like, I can kind of get on them, but I can also play good cop when the head coach is yelling at them, you know? For sure. You know, so it kind of works uh, out. had some pretty good squads coming up. You, yeah. you do all right? Yeah, so um, I took a job at uh, Columbia Christian that's on 91st in uh, Burnside. Uh-huh. And, uh, 2A ball is way different. It's a private school. Um, we're pretty solid, though. We're pretty solid. I mean, we're only – we got a game tonight. It's only our fourth or fifth game. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you, got, so. you, you like – the direction of the team. You think you'll stay here for a little, a little bit? Like, is, is that I, the goal? I hope so because it, uh, it's such a night and day from the PIL and PPS right now. Like everybody cares. All the coaches care about the program and the kids. I'm not saying that like the PIL doesn't overall, but I've had some bad experiences as well as well. well so. Let me ask you this because I can't, I come from a yeah. private school back. Like I didn't right. go to public right. school until seventh grade. Right. So <clears throat> do you think 
your experiences kind of seeing both the public school side of things with sports and now you're getting to see the private school side having that money behind it behind the program definitely makes a little bit of a difference like kids are more invested in it because their parents are putting money into it and school puts yeah. money into it uh yeah. you know there's a lot uh, yeah that, that's what i'm seeing so far you yeah, know yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we got a freshman adam right now that's six six that's a big that's uh, a big dude <laughs> yeah yeah so he said well my older brother's six eleven, and i'm like dude you're probably going to be six eleven in the next year or so you know like he keeps sprouting up the way he is so yeah I mean, my experience just, I've had family that, you know, went to Central Catholic and, mm-hmm. and Jesuit and places like that. And it's, they're definitely more of a pipeline in those schools to kind of get the, kind of the better players, the good players, the the pipeline to, to universities. Huh. The private schools kind of get their, their hands on those players, it seems like, yeah, a little bit. They do. Yeah. They do. It was weird because I heard the... We have an exchange student and he's a senior. I, I forget the reason that he can't play at the moment, but um, I heard the coach saying something about recruiting. I'm like, we can recruit. Cause I know yeah. in the PIL, yeah. you can't, you yeah. can't unless you're Jefferson, but that's another story. Sorry. But I was like, we can recruit. And I'm like, yeah, we can recruit. It's just a little different. We have to go to the parents say, Hey, we we're building this program. You know, we believe in this and, you know, we, we think your son or daughter would be great for our program and, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome though. So let's go back just a little bit. So that's kind of, you know, these days and and whatnot, but you know, high school kind of comes and goes and, and, you know, we graduate 2000. What, what are you doing kind of after high school, getting your feet wet through your twenties and stuff like that? Yeah. So um, a lot of people don't know this. Um, I started my senior year part-time as a custodial staff there at Franklin. Mm-hmm. That was my first ever job. And then um, I stayed with them for about a year or two after high school. I mainly did a lot more floor care though. So like I was stripping and buffing and waxing the floors and all of that sort of stuff. And then, you know, September 11th happened and, we were all out of work for a little while. Um, my dad had been in metal fab for like, God, man, since he was like 15, 16, he worked with his dad. You know, that was a family thing on, on my dad's side. And, uh, he wanted that for me, but it wasn't really my thing, but I, I worked two different stints, uh, for a while in metal fab and just kind of jumped around um, various jobs, just like I said earlier, trying to find my way and my place in life and something that I would actually look forward to and be passionate about going, you know, every day. What were you doing? Yeah. Like metal fab, just like welding and stuff or what, what were you no, doing? Oh, so like doing? I would shake out the parts okay. and, uh, I, I would wrap them up, mark them, and then I would move them over to whoever needed them next. Um, if a truck came with a load, I would get on the forklift and I would just go, uh, grab all the, the loads and bring them in okay. and then like market is like cold roll metal or galvanized or whatever. So they knew what they were cutting with. Right. Um, it, it's just little stuff like that. It wasn't anything too extravagant. I, you know, I've done some caulking with it and stuff like that, but that's awesome. 
you know, shout out to my dad. He worked his butt off. There, there was weekends when I was growing up, like he was working six, seven days a week for a while to make ends meet. Uh, my mom has been a homemaker since I was born. So, yeah. you know, um, I, I feel like I get my work ethic from him now because I'm always either working or doing something, you know, and he, you know, that's my hero. So, yeah. So you're doing metal fab, you know, what, what were you diving into anything else? Or, you know, you mentioned you had a daughter. Uh, How, when did your daughter come along? Yeah. 2004, she was born. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, was dating her mom for a little while, you know, and things happen sometimes. And, you know, she's going to be 18 in May. She's a senior in high school, about to graduate. So I can't help but ask, you know, a couple of parents that have been on here so far too, you know, what, what was that experience like, you know, becoming a father? Like what was, you know, that day and what was kind of watching her grow up? I mean, almost 18, like she, she's about to be a grown, grown woman. What has that been like for you? I I really had to reel stuff in. Um, I partied a lot. You know, some of the, some, some of the guys you probably know that are my main guys like Lavelle Palmer. I don't know if you remember Lavelle. Oh yeah. Uh, David Walker, Jason Dunbar, those guys, you know, um, I had to, some, something really changed with me. So when she was two, uh, she had a seizure. We found out she was epileptic Okay. and I get called from work. My mom picks me up when we go there and I instantly see my daughter like freaking out crying and it broke my heart. Um, to the point where like I started breaking down and I wouldn't let her go. Like I wouldn't let the doc, like I would walk her in with me while the doctors like scanned her and stuff. And, and from that moment on, like, and, and I'll be honest with you when, when she was first born, I wasn't the greatest dad. Like I would see her and I would take her overnight and stuff, but my priorities were way different than, than they are now, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a learning curve, right? It's you're figuring it out. Yeah. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, but that, that changed me. I was like, nope, I'm taking her every day. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And, and in a way, I guess that was a blessing in disguise. The, the, like the epilepsy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it kind of opens up your eyes, right? It's you're seeing yeah. your child and you, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. I don't, I don't have any kids, but yeah. you know, I've got nieces and nephews and I would be that same way, even with them. Like I know, of course, you know, yeah. bend over backwards for them and do anything right. for them. And yeah. Um, and then load them up on sugar and send them home to their parents. So <laughs> that's what I get to do. And then where, where are you kind of at today? I think a lot of people that follow you, you know, you uh, kind of got some stuff going on at the Moda center. That seems like that Ooh, was something man. you were, you were really pushing for. And I know I follow oh. you on, on Facebook and that was like a big, a big get for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I didn't do it sooner with me being such a big blazer fan as I am or whatever, but, um, yeah, I do security in-house there part-time. Um, I get to walk the same floors that MJ did when he was there as an opponent, you know, so that's huge. Um, it's been a blast, honestly. It really has. Yeah. And I get, I would assume as a, as a ball player, as a, as a coach, as a yeah. fan of the game, you know, as a fan of sports, like, yeah. That's, that's big. Like you're getting, like you said, you're getting the opportunity to be in the halls with, with the guys, with the guys you grew up with, the guys you grew up watching and the, or the guys exactly. you're watching today and stuff like that. Like that, that's been, I would assume been pretty cool. Yeah, it, it has been cool. Um, you I have haven't come actually come across been anybody yet or 
Yeah, yeah, I was going to get there. Um, I haven't actually been able to engage with the players yet. Um, I've walked past a few Blazers, um, but I don't typically work the games. Um, So it's a little harder, but they don't want us, obviously, to fanboy out either. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of like, ah, got to do your job, got to do your job. Exactly. Like if Dame walks by me, I can't be like, oh my God, it's Dame. Like I have to be like, hey, what's up, Dame? Selfie real quick. Come here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I got to be like, Hey, what's up, Dame? And then just keep it pushing. You know, like, yeah, they said if a player wants to converse with you, that's totally okay. But you got to keep it professional. And I'm like, yeah, but that's, that's still sense. cool. I mean, you get to yeah. go home and be like, you know, I got to say what up to Dame a couple times a yeah, day, you know, like exactly. that's still exactly. as a fan. You can't help but appreciate that. So are Absolutely. you primarily getting to kind of see them, you know, doing practices and just doing workouts yeah. and yeah, if I'm there, um, yeah. Learning the ins and outs. Like, I, I watch games different now. Like, I, I have worked a couple games and just some of the stuff they call over the radio. Like, they do it player by player. So, there'll be, like, one player on the court, one player leaving the court. And I'm like, why don't you say in bunches? Like, I don't know. It, it's weird to learn. You yeah. Know? But, That's been pretty fun, though, I would assume, right? Like, you got to do. And then do you yeah. do, oh, yeah. like all events like so then you know next thing you know like you're doing blazers one day and then like you know preparing Winter for hops, disney on yeah. ice or something like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no <laughs> it, it's funny though yeah i worked a couple disney on ice yeah. um uh that's joe cool. coy the comedian was there uh-huh. i worked while he was there uh that's cool though i mean that's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gotta be a good so, time it's gotta be a good time oh yeah absolutely what else is up with you man like what uh what else should the people know what's jake been up to or what do you do when you're not you know Saving people at the Moda Center, you know, yeah, no, security. No, no. I have a funny story about coaching that too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I should say it since I work there now though, but anyway, um, a few years ago, God, it was over 10 years ago. I was leaving the uh, Globetrotters event there. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm with Jason Dunbar and another, uh, another friend of mine. And we're walking on the Broadway side. Like you're going down toward interstate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And because we parked in that North lot that's across from the arena right there. And I've always been spontaneous. So I see a guy out there, he had a golf cart and Jason's like, I dare you to do it. So I just jumped in it and, and I took it for like a mile. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I couldn't stop it. I, I didn't know how they stopped. I didn't know you had to like double pump the brake on that. Right. Yeah. So it hit a median and I just jumped out and we ran, uh, they ended up catching us though in '86 me for a year. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm like I'm such an idiot, and mind you, I was sober too. So there you go, you know. And now you're working there, so you know yeah, it's yeah. full circle, full circle. Uh, my bad if you're listening, <laughs> Moda Center. My bad. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, not gonna so. remember. <laughs> nah, nah. All those like people. It. It's new, new regime, new organization. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I bet that's been a little while. Do you do you get to hear any of the uh, banter through the halls? You know, like the Neil O'Shea thing that's been going on, and all uh, that, like you, you know, what's funny things? about that. Like a week before he was let go, I walked right by him. Yeah, yeah. Um, not a very big guy. I, I thought he was bigger for some reason. He's he he's he's got a big old. voice. I think it's his he voice. Has a, he has a big voice. Yeah. Uh, big attitude. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But, no, that's that's awesome. So, what are you doing these days to uh, chill out and unwind? Though, what's what's uh, you kick back and relax? What are you doing? 
I, I'm pretty simple, honestly. Uh, once in a while, I go to the gym. I need to care about that. And, yeah. You know, all that COVID weight. But um, I don't do a whole lot. You know, like I'll, I'll watch games. Uh, I'll jump on Hulu, watch a movie. I'm pretty just like low key and chill. I, I don't drink alcohol anymore. Um, so it, it's, uh, I'm a square, basically. <laughs> you know, he's in my 20s were great. 30 approaching yeah. 40 it's a whole different ball game yeah <laughs> old. isn't that you know, crazy to think about too right. like uh you know 40 and it's uh you know some of the people that we talked to so far it's like crazy that's you know 20 years ago we were graduating yeah. high school it's yeah. like ah oh, man so yeah it's crazy and it's nuts you know I was, t- I was talking to my daughter earlier and their graduation is on a sunday for some reason i'm like what like we had ours in the middle of the week, but yeah. you know, she have plans places. to go to college. Is she looking at things? Is she yeah, going to stay local could, or? Yeah. She's a lot like me. We're, we're same, but we're also opposites. And <laughs> I can kind of touch on that here in a second, but um, part of that is she's a lot like me where she, she's not set on what she wants to do. She, okay. she said she's looking into two year universities for the time being. Yeah. Yep. You know, And I'm like, maybe, try to look into your like general courses so you can always figure out what you want to do while you're doing that. For sure. Uh, so it, but it changes. Like she wanted to, to be involved with drama, like her original career path was she wanted to be costume and makeup design in Hollywood. Oh, know? nice. Yeah. She so, pretty creative. So now, um, yeah, yeah, she, she is, she is, she has all these ideas and, and I support her, you know, regardless and then you know like she wanted to do some marine biology stuff the last time i talked to her now she she was she was telling me today she wants to be a teacher and i'm like well you know apple doesn't fall far from the tree i guess but yeah the helping people thing it sounds like yeah so uh she's she's in the portland metro area though like are you able to see her like that or she at no unfortunately so like after not It's, it's been a minute. So her mom took a job in New York. So she lives in, she lives in upstate New York. So I fly back and forth. I usually get her all summer long and I'll fly back with her and stuff like that. Um, anybody that doesn't know me and I'm going to throw this out here, um, that can look like I'm a deadbeat, right? But I'm not, I pay child support. I send her things. I send her money. I go visit winter breaks. I fly there. I hang out. I was going to say, know. I just saw you post about it. Like you did a whole trip there just uh, not too yeah. long ago. Right. You just, got yeah, 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 yeah. I hadn't seen her. Um, cause of COVID, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so I flew there, stayed there about a week. You know, I wish I could have stayed longer, but I have other stuff going on and she understood. She's at that age now where she understands. She's like, yeah, don't worry about it. When, when, when she was like 13, 14, she would have taken that a little bit more personal. because She For doesn't sure. understand why. Why dad can't, you know, and I don't wish that upon anyway, anybody, the way I look at it, that's just kind of the way that my cards were dealt in my life, you know? Um, but I, I'm actively involved in her life and, you know, I, I feel like that's, you know, she, she knows I love her and how I feel about her and all of that. So. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's, that's great. That's great that you are able to have that open conversation with her and that it's you know both 
you both have an understanding of, you know, hey, this is just life, but, you know, it's, you know, still love you, still care about you, we'll do anything for you, you know, you know how to call me, you know how to get in touch with me, you know, exactly. like, that's, exactly. that's the best thing when, when yeah. parents can yeah. have that, that relationship and that open right. honesty, so, right. that's awesome. You know, I know, um, you know, you've mentioned uh, a couple names of, of, of some people, so you still keep in touch with, with some of your friends from high school and stuff then, like, <laughs> even now, you know, you mentioned kind of getting into shenanigans with people in your twenties, but what about now? Are you still kind of hanging out with them or do you still keep in touch with anybody? I, I, I do what I can. Um, I, I mentioned David Walker earlier. I used to, I lived with him, uh, two separate occasions, actually. Um, he's my best friend. Uh, I chit chat with him. I'm, I'm trying to link up, go to the batting cages or something with him, you know? Um, He's always busy with his kids and things like that. So I respect that. I, I don't want to yeah. intrude on that, but yeah, it's harder. I'm finding it harder now that we're it's adult. definitely harder when we're older, you know, right? as exactly. we get older. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's, uh, it's one of those things, you know, you, it's weird. I've, I've mentioned this to other people too. Like we're 40. Yeah. I still, still feel like I could be like 21. <laughs> like I, it's not, it's hard for me to look at myself in the mirror and say like, I'm 40 years old. Like I'm, I'm a goofball. I have the yep. sense of humor of a 13 year old. Like I am just so young at heart still that it's like, I, you know, I want to call up the buddies and be like, Hey, let's go grab a pitcher of beer. And it's right. like, Oh, I got my daughter's ballet recital tonight. It's like, Oh, yeah, shit. I don't have kids. God, right, <laughs> you know, you right. can't help but, but kind of just still get into that, that mindset every now and then. Um, but it's cool that you can still, you know, link up every now and then, you know, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what matters. You know, we try and like, I mentioned Lavelle Palmer earlier. I don't know if you know him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lavelle yeah. Uh, was good friends with my buddy Joe. And so I just kind of, okay. you know, okay. knew Lavelle. Joe Stone? Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Stone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You still talk to him at all? Uh, nah, not so much. Not so oh, much. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, and then I ran into Lavelle a few times. Uh, nice. He'll nice, appreciate nice. the shout out the 420 Club on 57 yeah. Holgate. Uh, <laughs> he came through I was there, there a few too. times. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I was. I, so I, <laughs> So don't yeah. don't kill me, don't kill me, Eddie Arndt. But I saw you a lot there with me. So yeah, yeah I think uh, we saw a lot of people there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Eighteen, nineteen, twenty was a different time, yeah. I guess. Huh? Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a vibe, as the kids say. It was a whole vibe. Uh, we're not cool enough for yeah. that. Don't start saying that. <laughs> oh man, you you know what? It's funny. So I was coaching Franklin girls as an assistant, right? Mm. And I showed up in suits and ties. And they'd be like, coach, you look Doug. You looked, and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Apparently for them nowadays, that means I look slick or I look, you know, and I'm oh, like, okay. Doug, what, what is that? And I had Doug to look it up. I went to school with. Like, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah. Like we use swag or we use whatever, you know? And they're like, you can't say that coach. And I'm like, okay, well, what do I say? You know? So, yeah. you know, yeah, you learn something new. I guess, and, I guess that's what, that's a plus for you. It keeps you, <laughs> keeps you in we, touch with what the kids are doing today. Yeah. Like we, we take the youth for granted, honestly, because like there's so many times that I end up learning stuff from these kids that I, we have a kid that's on the autism spectrum, but he's high, real high mm -hmm. functioning. Right. And if you give him 
the month you were born, the day you were born, and the year, he can tell you in his head um, what day you were born on. Whoa. That's, it's absolutely, that's always impressive. It, it, it's absolutely incredible. And it says in his uh, IEP that he's only about like 84% accurate, but I've literally not seen him get one wrong ever. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. Let me, let me ask you this actually, since you know, you're kind of in that world of education and school. Um, yeah. I think it's fair to say that we're seeing this, you know, the last five, 10 years, these kind of school shootings and things like that. What has that been like? having your foot in that door and kind of seeing it from the teacher side and knowing what these meetings about how to handle these things. And, you know, it's, I only get to see it as an outsider because I get it from the media, right? Like I'm not a teacher. I'm not involved in that, but as a teacher, as an educator, as someone who's in the building, what has that kind of been like watching those policies kind of go into place and those kind of meetings and things? That's an awesome question. Um, We get taught certain procedures on how to handle certain situations. We actually get taught safety restraints because a lot of the kids will try to like throw chairs. They'll try to punch. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had chairs thrown at me, not because they were necessarily upset at me, but line of sight type thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and a kid was just wilding out and we had to do a safety restraint until they calmed down. And, you know, so as far as the shooting things go, like we get those, remarks daily like oh, i'll come back and i'll shoot the school up and we have to take them serious we have to report it you know we'll call home and let them know we'll let mom and dad know what happened or whomever they stay with you know it's tough because you know a lot of kids are crying wolf with it yeah but then then you have kids you're like i you know i don't i hate saying this but it's like i don't know like if they're really going to do that you know if they're being serious or not so you know, we usually will call home and be like, hey, until they're in a better mind state, please don't have them come back to school. Isn't but, it so crazy that that's even like it's a thing? Like, yeah, yeah. when we were in high school, you, you may have known like a kid had a gun in his car or something. Right. But like, it wasn't it wasn't like he was going to go crazy and shoot up the school. It was maybe like a threat somebody or one person right. which isn't any better it's not any better at all but no not at all you know but it wasn't something like we had to go on lockdown and things like that it's like right, kids right, today right. just like school is so much different for them and it blows my mind sometimes exactly so like we have check-in like we'll, we'll security wand all the kids every morning we have them pull their pants up so we see their socks and we have them undo their pockets in case they're carrying something like that. Cause a lot of these kids are slick and they'll try to hide it in their sleeve or, or somewhere else, you know? So we yeah. take safety precautions as well. How long have you been doing this for again? How Man, long this you- is, this is year seven, seven. This yeah, is okay. seven. So, uh, the backstory on that was I, I was in between jobs. Right. And I had a friend over and his wife for a blazer game. Yeah, I was living with a ex-girlfriend at the time. This was like 2009, almost 2010, right? And my my buddy's like, you know what? You're pretty good with kids. What do you think about this? I was like, ah, I don't know, you know? And honestly, I, I, I filled out all the paperwork to get my girlfriend at the time off my back. She was nagging me about getting a job. And I'm like, okay. So I just <laughs> filled it out. And the rest 
was history. Um, I started as a sub you uh, back then, like you had to start as a sub and kind of like show them how you work and kind of earn your stripes. And the following year I missed the sign up. I can't remember how it was, but you had to uh, either accept or approve by a certain time or that they would close the roster. Well, they actually closed the roster for good for a while. Okay. I guess they were, they were done just for me, to be a sub. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. So I stayed doing security and all that throughout the tenure. And then in tw- the summer of 2015, going into 2016, slightly before that, a friend of mine calls and he's like, Hey, you know, how do you feel about coming back? And I, I thought about it and, and the security job I was working was going nowhere. I'm like, sure. Why not? And I did it. And the rest was here history, you know? So that's, that's awesome. I, I, yeah, that's so cool. I had a buddy, my buddy Brian did that for a little while too. And, um, he did it for, for quite a long time and I, right. he, he doesn't do it anymore, but it's more like just kind of better opportunities came along, but he did it for right. so long because it was one of those things like these kids just, you know, and it's kind of like what we, what we said in the beginning of this, this episode was that you're working with kids that just need to be heard that just needs somebody need to know that somebody's there that actually gives a shit. Like, you know, they come from such different backgrounds and such, you know, as you know, like they, they are, are bad situations. And sometimes it's just unfortunate situations. Right. It might be a more of a medical thing. It might be a whatever, but it's a situation where public schools don't want to deal with them. Public schools can't deal with them. Um, and things like that. So cool. just having people like yourself, it, it, again, man, it's uh, not enough people understand probably what you have to go through as, as you know, a teacher, an educator uh, under the circumstances that you go through every day. So it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, re- it's a rewarding thing for yourself. And I know that it's not, you're not doing it as a reward, but sure. um, right. you know, it's kind of what my buddy Brian would say is like, he, he it feels good knowing that he's, he's making a difference in these kids' lives. You know, he, he said multiple times that, you know, he really knew that he did good for some of these kids. Some of these kids would leave when it was time for them to, you know, really kind of figure out their life or do what their, their, their life was. Um, you know, it made him feel good, made him feel good that he knew that, uh, that he was making a difference. So exactly. You know, it's also a thankless job. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, uh, some of the stuff that we have to deal with for minimal pay, you know, right, I, right. I, I've had, I've had kids be like, you're only here for the paycheck. Well, if you only knew my man, it barely pays my cheese pizza every Friday. <laughs> like, that's, that's another reason why I work two jobs. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, so yeah. And I, I've, you know, other conversations, you know, um, you know, I've had conversations with people, just teachers in general, when you're kind of right. under that teacher pay scale and that educator pay scale, it's, you're not doing it for the money. They're definitely, no, you know, you're no, doing no, it no. for a passion. You're doing it for, uh, knowing that you can make a difference. So that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's definitely awesome. Uh, we'll kind of, you know, get this thing wrapped up, but you know, is there any, anything you want to parting words for the people? Anything you want to? say to anybody that's going to listen, catching up over these last 20 years, I think people are really going to enjoy catching up with you and seeing what you've been up to and finding out what you're doing today. And 
So any anything you want to leave the people with? Yeah, I'm going to read something I actually wrote down. Yeah, so uh, far. It, it, it's going to be corny, but this is kind of how who I am as a as rip. a person. Um, I wrote down, live your life, create your own lane, be passionate in everything you do. Never forget where you came from. And I'll end with this quote. It's nice to be important, but it's also more important to be nice. Jake Lang, everybody. <laughs> that was awesome. No, I think that's, yes, sir. that's exactly, that's exactly it. Um, you know, and, and I'm speaking to myself a lot with that last quote too, because sometimes I'm not going to lie. I can be a jerk, you know? So I, it's something I also need to get better at too, is, is trying to be more kind to people. Yeah. And I think that's just uh, something that we get better, better at with age. Right. I, I mean, I, I yeah. know I was an asshole as a teenager. I know I did stupid things. I know, you know, I've shared this story before. Um, you know, I, I lost my sight in 2002, but when I lost my sight, it really, over over a span of maybe a year or two, I was able to kind of like look back at my life and kind of reevaluate what I was right, doing and where right. I was going. And I had a different perspective on life when my For vision sure, was huh? taken away. And so it was like, I just looked at people differently. I understood people differently. Like I just, I looked back and I, I like felt bad because I was like, man, I was like, a massive butthead like yeah, it's right. just one of those things but yeah it's just you know the more we can uh respect each other and be nice to each other and just uh it goes a long way life, man. it yeah. goes a long way and i think uh people are gonna enjoy this man i think people are gonna enjoy catching up with you and yeah, about uh, time, huh? it was uh it was good so uh right jake lang everybody appreciate you coming Thank on you man. for having me on it was, it was all my pleasure